0: Ron, welcome. How are you? Hi, Mike. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Good, thank you. Number one, uh, number one, Ron. Uh, two things. Um, yeah. Did you? Let me ask you from your standpoint. Did you take offense that people actually were so dumb as to get on you about a statement you made, not even realizing your ancestry? Um. Well. Uh, yeah.
1: That's a tough question. I. I. I, I was. Um, kind of uh, shocked. Because
0: I thought it was ridiculous, uh, myself.
1: Yeah, I, thought, I, I, I think what it really speaks to, Mike, is that there's a very powerful um, uh, number of voices out there that um, are um, let themselves be known without knowing, I guess, all the facts, and... Uh, and uh, I think we're in a gotcha kind of world. You've been through it, I've been through it also. And it's where people really want to kind of bring you down a peg or bring you down completely. And um, uh, uh, maybe being booed off the field at Shea Stadium a couple of times has given me a rotten up <laughs> shoulders to take it but I was uh, uh, anyone who knows me uh, knows what I'm like but there's a lot of people that are tuning in uh, who don't it, and, it just uh, shows you that be,
0: people go out of their way without knowing anything about what they're saying or or, 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 or talking about which is uh, is part for the course I just thought it was ridiculous uh, and just wanted to mention that number two did you, I don't know if you guys are allowed to do this I don't know if this has ever come up because I've, I've done a lot of sports on network television I never did Major League Baseball I never worked in a network that had Major League Baseball while I was there when I worked at yeah. CBS all those years so I never did I did a lot of football a lot of basketball but I never did uh, uh, a b- baseball do you have any ability to talk to the umpires before the game or are they completely off limits to even you guys I wondered if you guys even thought about having a word with Angel Hernandez tonight after and you probably <laughs> know him well after what was I'm sure a very tough night for him last night yeah
1: uh, that's a great question, Mike. But no, um, the umpires are off limits uh, before the game and then even after to the you, game even rough. to the,
0: even to you guys as the lead broadcast team, they're off limits. Even the lead broadcast okay. team, okay. Uh, they are off limits completely. Okay, because I mean, have you ever in your baseball life seen a guy have a worse night on on the field? You know, I thought at some point they were going to
1: uh, make it wear the headset for the rest of the game. Kind of but, uh, it was, uh, it was, um, hey listen, it's not unprecedented. We've seen umpires have those kind of days before, but certainly not uh, under this uh, uh, microscope. And the and, volume, uh, the
0: volume. And,
1: and then the volume, the, the, and it wasn't only this game. You know, game two he had a call with oh. Kinsler that was overturned too. So I think uh, I think he's four out of five overturned. Now, that being said, um, I know there's a, a lot of uh, people who don't like Angel Hernandez, whatever. But any umpire would be embarrassed by those
0: odds. No question. And he's got the plate tonight, so he's going to be right in the center of the action uh, this evening. So uh, it will continue. Um, it came up today, Ron, and I guess it came up, and I think you addressed it last night. I don't yeah. know if you agree with this Regular season There's a point 8-1 10-1 You call off the dogs You don't run yeah. You don't show up the other team Postseason, I would think, now maybe you played and you played at the highest level and you won World Series. Uh, I would think postseason, there's no, you don't ever call off the dogs. I mean, baseball is different. There's no timetable. There's no two minutes left in the game. You still got to get 27 outs. I don't think you ever call off the dogs. Do you think you ever call off the dogs in a playoff game? I I, I think you're right, Mike.
1: I, I think as far as uh, taking extra bases, scoring as many runs as you Stealing a base or whatever, yeah. Going first to third. Yeah. Um, even, even stealing a base. I even stealing him. a
0: base. I'd steal a base top 10 runs in a playoff game. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I have uh, no problem with that. The only problem I do have is that when the game was 11-1, Ben Ascendi swung at a 3-0 pitch. I, I think that's overboard for me. Um, gotcha. Now, that's not an overboard for anyone else, but for gotcha. me, you know, where it's 11-1, it's a 3-0 pitch, you're going to get the same pitch 3-1 and probably 3-2. Um, that's overboard for me, but that doesn't mean it's overboard for everyone. I know baseball is a bowling game that's played, so they've got some kids on the play.
0: Did it bother, do you think it should bother anybody that Holt... Uh, took him out of, the, took Roman out of the park to get his uh, his cycle. Uh, I mean, all's fair in love and war. He's in the game. He, I mean, yeah. I mean, but it is a it is a position player. Well, for for
1: you and I who know the history of the game, um, you know, one, 20 years from now, when someone brings up that whole hit the cycle, you and I will go, yeah, but it was a position player who gave up the home run was. in the ninth. I mean. Yeah. You know, uh, listen, the uh, Hulk power is about Colts. He's a scrappy, clever. He's gone through a lot uh, with concussions and other things to get his uh, playing career back on, on uh, play. And, and he was the biggest reason, probably, uh, that the Red Sox jumped off to such a big lead. So um, that was the certainly the icing on the cake for him. But, uh, you know, it, it'll be in the record books forever. But people who follow records and stuff will always uh, know a little tidbit that
0: others don't. We're talking with Ron Darling before game for tonight Porcello uh, against CC. Ron would you rather take talent to the mound in a postseason in a, in a crucial postseason game or guile and experience and obviously some talent but maybe yeah, not overwhelming talent anymore would you rather take guile and experience to the mound or talent to the mound in a spot like this
1: well, it depends on the
0: talent. If you're
1: telling me this is a generational talent, a person that uh, uh, completely changes the game, um, you know, uh, who had the best year pitching? Let's say Jacob DeGrom. Right. Um, would you want experience You know, you certainly will go with DeGrom and his talent. Um, I think for for the, the Yankees, um, this is a perfect position for CC. Um, a couple of reasons. One, um, you know, I don't think they have or haven't had that picture, um except for Severino in the first half is that kind of lockdown, you go to him, you know you're gonna win nine times out of 10. Uh, Secondly, of course, the experience. That's an obvious thing, but I think the third thing um, that's interesting to me, and I I don't know any of this, is that if CC has one of those games and is successful and pitches the uh, Yankees into game four, um, he's getting to the point where he and his family have to make decisions, don't they, on whether he doesn't play anymore, whether he wants yeah, to Yeah, I think anymore. he wants to come and, back. And it, I, sounds, think that it fact, yeah, I
0: think Yeah, that I, think he he really I think he wants to come back. I think he does.
1: Yeah. So if he wants to come back, then maybe there's not as much uh, uh, for him on this. But, boy, uh, if you had any thought in your mind that maybe this might be you know, my last hurrah, um, boy, I'd, I'd like CC Sebastian and his physical abilities combined with his physical ability uh, in that kind of scenario.
0: Yeah, you're in that Red Sox dugout. You know he gets mad if you bunt on him. He gets angry. I mean, he get, he, he'll throw at you. He gets angry. I'm bunting on him right from Jump Street tonight. Uh, what do you think happens?
1: Well, I, I think I played against Nolan Ryan, who used to get mad at people punting on him, too. So, is uh, a lot like that. It's part of the Red Sox game. Uh, Neil Walker's playing third base, not Dan Duhart tonight. So the veteran at third base uh, is going to have to try to take that away. Uh, we've seen it with Lester, who doesn't like to throw in Chicago right. for the Cubs. We've seen Rizzo and the third base from Bryant just take the bunt away from teams. Um, that's a good uh, a way to go about it, but certainly does open up that new field base it.
0: And, uh, and, and it'll be interesting because I think they'll bunt him. I, and you know what? He doesn't he doesn't like to throw to first very much, but he he'll uh, throw there. But he doesn't like to field bunts with those with his knee. And uh, I mean, I'm going to make a move tonight. I don't care. I mean, that's part of the game. I mean, that's the way uh, you know, that's the way it works, but he'll get angry that, that this game could get a little f- with Aaron and, with with Angel Hernandez behind the plate and CC yeah. on the mound and the Red Sox playing scrappy ball. This game could get feisty tonight.
1: Yes, I think feisty's already had a couple runs run ins with Angel in his career. Um, I think that, you know, the Red Sox are going to do anything to be an irritant uh, for the Yankees. I mean, let's face it. You're you're facing a team that's very talented in the Red Sox. 108 games, everyone knows that. So they can score in a lot of different ways. Um, The Yankees, you know, to be the Yankees is very much like game two. And when they dominated that game, because they hit three home runs, won almost 500 feet. So um, I I think moving forward, you know, that's going to be the thing. Is that, you know, if Sanchez has one of those postseasons, Judge just uh, is just Judge. uh, Stanton uh, takes off. I think, you know, they'll go deep but they're going to have to hit a lot
0: of home runs because that's how they score, Mike. No, that's how they score in the Red Sox. They manufacture runs. They do it with their legs. They do it with a 1,000 cuts. They do it with those singles. They do a very, very good job. And Benatendi hits in Yankee Stadium like a crazy man. We're talking with Ron (laughs) Darling. Ron, uh, Porcello tonight, what do you expect out of him? Well, it's interesting, you know, um, uh, Sale,
1: Porcello, and Price coming into the series have never won a game as a starting pitcher. Well, Sale finally got him off the snide uh, with that first game. Um, The one thing about Porcello this year is that he probably had his best two starts against the Yankees. He had one in April where he only gave up two hits in seven innings, no walks, six strikeouts. And then he had one on August 12th, I believe, um, in Boston. Now, both these starts are in Boston where he threw a one-hitter, 86 pitches, only gave up a home run to Duhar. So he's got good memories of pitching against his team uh, this year, except uh, when he started in um, Yankee Stadium. He has not pitched well here. His ERA is almost uh, five and a half. So, um, you know, those kind of memories are important for any pitcher, and they are just as important for the hitters. So I think the, the hitters know that Porcello is a little more vulnerable here, especially with the short porch, than he is uh, in Fenway.
0: Which park do you think is more oppo- is, is more intimidating to the opponent uh, to play in? Do you think Fenway is or Yankee is? Which one do you think no, is I think hard Yan- to I, I think harder to
1: play in? I think Yankee Stadium is harder to play in. I think Fenway Park, uh, because of the monsters so high, um, there'll be home runs that it'll take away sometimes. Um, but there's no home runs taken away uh, by the short porch. Uh, if you're a right-handed pitcher like Porcello against the good right-handed hitters of the Yankees, you've got to spend half of your time inside to the righties making them pull the ball. You cannot live on the outside corner because Sanchez, Judge, Stanton, and others will just flip that ball into the feet. Do
0: you think the Red Sox, if they got the lead tonight, would try to get two innings out of Kimbrel, or do you think they just try to get one out? Animal. I think, um,
1: uh, we're looking at their bullpen so far, I think they have to try to get two out of them if, if that is the call. Um, you know, the rest of the bullpen, I think, for them has been a little shaky. Um, certainly not like the bullpen for the Yankees, who really have four closers. I mean, the Red Sox have Kimbrel. And the Yankees have four closures when you think about who comes in game. So it's not even a contest if you go on bullpen, bullpen game. Let's say it's uh, tied after six. Um, it's, it's not even a game as far as the bullpens are concerned. So, you know, the key for the Yankees is somehow they get in front after four or five innings and they go straight to that bullpen. And uh, and for the Red Sox, somehow, some way, they have to try to knock out a CC earlier so they get, um, you know, some of the relievers who aren't as dominant as the champions and Chapman and Britton and Robertson.
0: Let me double back to Severino because I know he was a topic last night with, with, at the beginning of the game. Did you think the beginning of the game impact him, number one, and number two, what did you see from him that didn't work last night? Yeah, I don't think
1: it was impacted and I honestly would not even have talked about it except, you know, he was three or four minutes late getting on the the mound and when, you know, uh, you know how these games go. You've done national games. Sure. We've got every minute uh, down to the second of when we're going to do stuff and when there's no pitcher on the mound, you've got to fill. So if you have three minutes to fill, um, we decided to fill with, uh, it looked like he got uh, late for bullpen. That being said, I don't think it affected him at all. I think, um, you know, he, he threw um, like he's thrown in the second half. And I thought he was very good against Oakland for four innings. Um, the fastball command that he had uh, so available in the first half has eluded him in the second half and it eluded him last night and that's really the reason I think why he didn't have the game he
0: wanted to do you think it, it, it's more for a talented kid and we know he's got a lot of talent yeah. I mean everyone knows yeah. him. is it more of a case to learn to pitch late in the season when you're tired and learn to go out there and win when you don't have your best stuff or is it something else that's hurting him in the postseason yeah, uh, Mike, I think you make the, the perfect point. I think you know as his
1: maturity level goes up, he'll get to a point where listen, when he has his ace up ten times Lights a year, up. he's going to win all ten ball games. That's Lights just up. how good he is. Right. But he's got to he's got to get to the point where you know if he doesn't have that good, you know, this is my take on him, and it could be wrong. I think that he is doing a great job of including his changeup, including the slider, um, but. The second half, I've seen him as a kind of a jack of all trades, master of none. Gotcha. And I'd like to see him go back to just uh, dominating with that fastball, pitching off with that fastball with a slider and changeup, and I think he'll be more successful.
0: Well, let me ask you because you've you've been you've walked in his shoes. How long did it take you to be able to win when you didn't take your best stuff to the mound?
1: Yeah, it took till my third year. Um, my first uh, two years, and I mean, I what I do? I won uh, 13 and 16, so I won won 29 games in my first couple of years. So it wasn't awful, but it wasn't until '86 and on that it, it uh, when I went to the mound, I never ever considered my bullpen an indication of what I was going to do that night. That I just took whatever I had and I went out there and I knew that competitively I was going to have enough to uh, to make sure that if I if, if I had my good stuff, I was going to win. If I had my less than good stuff, I was going to make sure my team won. And if I didn't have anything at all, I would last long enough to give my team a chance to win. That was my ma- mantra um, after 85.
0: You know, we always know, and we told talking about Ron Darling does the game tonight on TBS. Ron, we always know that momentum is tomorrow's starting pitcher. We understand that. It yeah. goes out and executes, yeah. and, and that's over with. But because when you have a game like that last night, Does the starting pitcher for the Yankees have to go out and put a zero up in the first just so the Red Sox don't feel like it's a continuation of last night? Is it important to put that zero up just because of what we found last night in the first inning? Yeah, I think it's it's important to put a zero up
1: only because you want to be able to, one, uh, uh, stop what happened last night, and two, I think even more importantly, you want to prove uh, that first time to the lineup with Betts and Martinez and Bogarts and Ben uh that this is not going to be last night. This is a new night and uh, you're going to see some things that you didn't see last night which uh, which is going to change the out course of this game. So I think making a statement um, uh, is important after a team gets blown out but even more importantly if making a statement that uh, you guys had a lot of fun last night, that's not
0: happening tonight. Has anybody on let me start with the Red Sox. Has anybody on the Red Sox surprised you positively or negatively in this series? Like he was a different uh, player than you thought he was? Yeah, I, I think, you know, you, you know Betts is great. You know J.D. Martinez
1: is great. Um, I, I, I think that in watching, um, I, I've not seen a lot of Ben Attendee. I mean, I've seen him play, but I haven't seen him play well. I just, you know, just bad luck. I haven't seen him play well. Um but what you talked about before, I should have just watched him more in Yankee Stadium. He owns he Yankee Stadium. Love, he he seems to love playing so here. He loves, and, it, uh, loves it. His game last night was uh, was pretty special. And, uh, you know, in this series, you know, he's uh, scored on a sacrifice. He's fallen a base. He's gotten his base hits. His defense has been impeccable. Um, he's a good, solid player.
0: And anybody on the Yankees, which you I know you see a lot of, but anybody surprise you uh, or some, uh, be a little different than you thought in this series for the Yankees? Well, I, I, I knew Sanchez. Sanchez had such an
1: upside that I knew something good was going to happen at some point. Um, but I, I, I think the thing that surprised, it doesn't surprise me, but I thought that Torres and, and Duhar would play a bigger role than they have in this series so far. And I thought the husband they would be very
0: quiet. And the husband very quiet. Yeah. Yes.
1: I thought they'd be a little bigger igniters for this offense because being at the bottom of the lineup, if you look at Boston's last three hitters, seven, eight, nine, and the Yankees, seven, eight, nine. There's no comparison. There's more thunder uh, for the Yankees, but their bottom three if not hit. Uh, maybe it changes tonight because anytime those um, bottom three can hit, it turns the lineup over. And once you turn the lineup over, instead of Judge coming up with no one on, he starts coming up with two guys on, and that adds to the odds of the, the pitcher and the defense and everything else involved.
0: Thanks. Enjoy the game tonight, everyone. We're watching. Thanks, Ron, very much. Thanks, Mike.